Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right, whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere in the world, enter the Cat Cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast. As part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, where you can enjoy shows such as the Believe in Panthers podcast and Embrace Debate, as also a part of the Fan First Sports Network. And as always, it's your guy, Billy Rye, otherwise known as Ryan Frick, uh, alongside my co-host, Michael Davis. Michael, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, you know, it's it's sort of that like that part of the offseason where there's not a whole lot going on. How's everything going for you, man? It's going pretty good, and it has been a couple of weeks. It feels it feels good to like get back in the rhythm of things. You know, you had a vacation, I had a vacation. We just happened to plan it right next to each other, and thank goodness we planned it like late May, early June, because you know things really start picking up. You know, late July, August time when we're finishing up training camps, we're getting into preseason time. But dude, I don't know how much we can fit into 30 minutes with you know two weeks worth of news because here's where all the news seemed to break it just felt it was like come on guys yeah <laughs> given us material a lot of stuff happened and, and be completely honest i won't be here next week i've got a work conference i'll be in california on the other side of the of the country might as well be the other side of the world so i won't be here next week so we gotta we gotta fill in a bunch of stuff here um on this week's show uh, so without further ado, let's kind of jump into the first topic that we've got here as part of the, the, the newswire. Uh, since we have recorded last, 
Uh, Bryce Young was given first team reps during OTAs. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about it earlier in the preseason after he got drafted, and they kept saying Andy Dalton's the number one. Andy Dalton's the number one. I kept joking with you that there's no way, there's no way Bryce Young does not start the season as the number one quarterback in Carolina. Now he's taking first team reps at OTAs. Is this a further sign to just kind of, you know, reinforce what I've been saying all along? And me as well. You got to give yeah, me credit. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you I'll give credit, me credit. What we're going to do. Yeah, I'll give it to you. You got to give me credit because I was like, you can't trade up for a quarterback if you don't believe he is day one ready. Reinvigorating this fan base of the Carolina Panthers and train up to select a backup who you might not see opening week. And and this is this is why I had the issue with the NFL scheduling the Panthers and Texans later on in the season. It felt like a no-brainer to have your number one and number two pick start the year off against one another in the opening week. Because are we really going to go seek out C.J. Stroud in his debut? I don't even know who the Texans play week one. Like That's a good question. I mean, everyone would be looking out for Panthers versus Texans, Young versus Stroud. Hey, let's try to sell this week one in their first NFL game ever. Who who made the right choice? Was it Houston or was it Carolina? Now, I think it's pretty obvious that it was Carolina, especially with the team surrounding Bryce Young. But, yeah, it's great to have Bryce Young take the first team reps in OTAs because when you have a quarterback and you have a young rookie quarterback, it's starting week one. You need to get him as ready as possible. You can't get him ready playing with the second and third team string. No, you're right. Um, for the record, while you were while you were talking, I looked it up. The Texans play the Ravens week one. The Ravens. So we get CJ Stroud versus Lamar Jackson. I guess that's uh I guess that's an intriguing matchup. Listen, I'm right there with you, man. We've been we've been saying it all preseason. There's no way you you trade as much as you do to take Bryce Young. It was all it was all smoke and mirrors. Uh, and and it's going to continue to to be that, um, and and obviously now it's it's no longer the smoke and mirrors. He, he's taken first team. They can say whatever they want to. Bryce Young will be starting week one. Now, with OTA sort of wrap you know wrapping up, um, I have lived in the upstate of South Carolina for the better part of eleven years now. I have not once made it to Wofford, which is thirty minutes from my house. You haven't watch. been to Wofford. I've, I've never, no, I've, I've been to Wofford, but I've never been to Wofford for Carolina Panthers training camp. Oh, and okay, so, okay. And so I, I may have to be one of those guys who just takes a day off work and just kind of goes and checks out practice. I don't know if I'm going to do it alone. If I would do it alone, but yeah, I may have to, I may have to go and and check it out for myself and watch. What Bryce are the Young dates take. for that? Oh, that's a good question. I know they just released the 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 schedule not long ago while we were on um while we were sort of on hiatus uh, it was vacation don't call it hiatus that's that's uh, i've always hated that term what what's what's wrong with hiatus it, it just feels like you kind of like skip out you know how people like go a wall in the military that, that, okay. that's kind of what it sounds like to me but you know so, that's, ne- that's neither here nor there it looks like training camp at Wofford starts July 26th and runs through August 10th and includes joint practice with uh, the New York Jets August 9th and 10th. 
Mm. Um, claim your free ticket starting Thursday, June 29th. That's next week, and I'll be on a flight, so I may have to uh, I may have to get someone to pick me up some tickets there. Uh, let's let's switch gears here since we're both sort of really in agreement on Bryce Young being the number one guy when when season starts to a guy that is that is being talked about as being ready for the start of training camp. Uh, but a guy that I'm a little worried about if I'm Carolina fans, JC Horn goes down with a foot in, foot injury towards the end of OTAs, not the same foot that he hurt last year, but he misses the end of OTAs. They say he's going to be healthy and fine and good to go. Come training camp next month. Michael is, listen, is there a reason to be concerned with JC Horn? From your perspective, because then I'll, I'll give my perspective. If you're watching the video here, you can see the, the Gamecock gear that I'm representing today. And there's a reason why I want to bring this up. Is is there concern for, for J.C. Horn's health? You just had to bring up the Gamecocks. How Honestly, am I not going to, dude? Come on. It's always like the six, seven minute mark. It never fails. Ryan gets his Gamecock fandom in on the Carolina Panther podcast. Nothing like repetition. Sorry, go ahead. Now, I, I could be a homer. I could mention that Cameron Peoples, the former running back of Appalachian State University, Roll Nears, who beat South Carolina the last time they played a football matchup, has been signed by the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Okay, sorry. Pipe down, South Carolina guy. Go ahead. You guys get your – you guys get your reputation and your popularity by tricking people and thinking you're Southern California, but that's neither here nor there. Ooh, okay, we going we gonna have a debate on this topic off the show. <laughs> let's 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 stay on topic. But ooh, uh, ooh, you just hit a but, nerve, my dude. You just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, the, we were a state. Da, 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 da. We were a state All before right. they were in college. Right. Okay, let's, whatever. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let, let's go on. Well, J.C. Horn is obviously one of the most talented corners in the NFL. I, I think you and I can both agree on that. But we usually come across a prospect that has injuries derail their career. As as talented as they are, as high as that ceiling is, if they're getting injury prone, if they're getting hurt time and time again, you can't trust them. The best ability is availability. If I called out of work today and said I hurt my ankle, you know, doing the radio show or whatever, well – they would be like, okay, well, sit your butt down and, you know, do radio. Like, if I lost my voice for four or five days and called out, well, you know, take some hot tea, take some, you know, whatever you need to do to get there. Like, that is the mentality of work in America. That That's, that's just a common fact. So, for J.C. Horn, as talented as he is, if he's not available to get on the field, that's a problem. Now, Grant, we're not making a big deal about it in June, but this sort of trickles into like October, November, December, because if you're playing a game every week, you're going to get banged up and you're going to get hurt. Can you play through that? J.C. Horn, as talented as he is, as hopeful as I was as a fan hoping like we'd draft him, he just he's just not panned out. Listen, so it, he's only been in the league a year, right? He's, uh, he's been in the league uh, two or three years, as long as Micah Parsons. He's well. It's, it's he's going on years. his third year, I believe. So then, then three years. Um, listen, I don't think it's a matter of him like staying on the field. 
it's getting him on the field. And I think you sort of, you touched on that too. Like he, he missed time last year due to injury. Uh, he, listen, it goes back to college. He missed a lot of, he missed time his senior year at South Carolina. So my concern with JC Horn, like, you know, the, the, the thing was, you know, the, the idea was that this wasn't the same foot that he hurt last year. So it's, we're not, it's, it's, we're not worried about it being a recurring injury, but he's already got an issue of, of, of leg injuries dating back to college. It is reason to be concerned considering how little time that he has spent in the NFL that he has injury problems dating back to college. And I mean, he's got, a, he's got a former teammate in Jamie Robinson excited to come play with him. Jamie Robinson, you know, when, when he was drafted said that he got a single text message from JC Horn said, Hey, you ready to work? Cause this is, this is it. Like this is, this is, he was excited to reunite and he still is, I'm sure uh, from their days with Will Muschamp at South Carolina. So the idea that, if JC Horn can't stay healthy, then you know <laughs> how long do the Panthers give him? Like, and again, we're saying this all very, very sort of prematurely because I, I, I truly believe, and I, I don't remember the exact. I, I believe it was 2020 when he was drafted um, by the Carolina Panthers, so he he should be going on his third year. He yeah, is 2021, 2022. He's in his third year, and he in his played... first in his first year, I believe he only had five combined tackles like he didn't he didn't do much he played His, three games yeah that's why dude played three games had one interception last year he played 13 games he had a few more interceptions but jc horn has been on ir three times already in his career yeah and he was on pup last year so and now so, he's having you know and now yeah he misses the injury. end of otas so most likely again, to be on pup again. So they're expecting they're expecting his foot injury not to keep him from from preseason camp starting next month. Same way that they don't expect Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden Hurst has already been practicing since mm-hmm. his offseason surgery. So um, of course, the, another I, South Carolina guy. Those are the old, those those are the mo- two most notable guys for the Carolina Panthers who have been dealing with offseason injuries. Okay, is that is that fair to say? Especially That's fair. That's the first bad thing I've heard you say about former Gamecock players in a long there's, there's, there's really nothing, ever. There's really nothing bad to say. I mean, if, from from a Hayden Hurst standpoint, he spent most of his career healthy, and I'm and I've and I've said it. I'm, I might have said it on a different show, or I might have said it with when Des was on here with me a few weeks ago. I I'm gonna make the the bold prediction that Hayden Hurst is a Pro Bowl tight end in 2023. Yes, I said it. I, I, I'm going to speak it into existence. It's going to happen, right? But J.C. Horn is another story. If J.C. Horn cannot stay, like you said, if he can't stay on the field, then then what kind of production are they going to get out of him? Like, it's one of those things like, yeah, you can have Tom Brady at quarterback, but if he injures his elbow or if he injures his shoulder once a year and he's, he's only good for half the season, it's like the Lamar Jackson of cornerbacks. Like, you can't stay healthy. You can't stay on the field. What kind of production are you going to be able to, to give for a defense that was pretty good last season? Something else Des and I talked about on the show a few weeks ago. Um, the Panthers are already coming off a really good defensive season mm-hmm. with J.C. Horn missing time. So it's one of those things like, yeah, he's entering his third year, which means that next year it'll be his 
his fourth year of his rookie deal, they can either opt in or they can they can let him play out his fourth year and then and then be done with him. But do you think that like okay, let me let me think how to phrase this question. We agree, we both agree that JC Horn's injury history is is of concern. Do we think that he can shed this injury stigma off of him if he can play a full 17 game schedule this season? It's not already looking good. That that's the first thing that comes to mind. And I might I'm I might upset people now, but this is an option that you have to consider. If JC Horn is still looked at as one of the best corners in the NFL, but just can't stay healthy, maybe you get midseason and you're like, we're going away our division, but we don't see ourselves contending for title right now. We need a couple more pieces to fill out this team. Why not? consider trading jc horn while his stock is still so high and you could get a at least a second round pick out of him just talent wise of the team like hey always battling his injury history it's worth the risk now i'm not i'm not saying to explore that trade scenario right now i'm just saying if you know early october rolls around and you're like um maybe we should take our chances and at least consider the option of trading J.C. Horn and getting value for him. So, I think it's premature to talk about trading him. He's only in his third year. Yes, he's missed He's missed as many games as he's played. If he played three games in year one, 13 games in year two, that's 16 games in two seasons. That's an entire season of NFL action that he's missed. I also think it's sort of a stretch, and I might surprise you saying this, I think it's a stretch to call him one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He's been in the league two years. He's only played one full season in those two years combined. It's too little evidence to show that he is indeed an elite cornerback. Now, if he can stay healthy, then then he can he can sort of prove to be that that sort of on that elite status. But that's that's what we're talking about here. Um, I don't. I don't think it's it's wait till October, see if he can get healthy, see how his production is, and then if he's not doing what, what we want him to do, let's trade him. I mean, we're not it, we're not the Lions a, trading see, Jeff Okuda here. It's gotta be a situation you consider. And I can't why? even remember what they traded for why do, Okuda. Why do they have to why do they have well Okuda got traded for like a fifth round draft pick? Oh yeah. So, you could easily get a second half horn. I now yeah. Mid-October, if he's playing well or gets hurt. So with it, with the youth of this team, I, I don't think it's the right move to trade J.C. Horn after less than three years. I don't, I, I you know, Jeff Akuda, I, I can't remember how when he was drafted out of Ohio State, but he wasn't with the Lions for, I believe, his full rookie contract. The Lions, if you pay attention, have been notorious for letting people go before it gets time for a big payday. And Jeff Akuda has been sort of a disappointment in Detroit. Um, but I use Jeff Okuda to compare with, with JC Horn that they were both first round defensive back draft picks. Um, but I, again, Top 10. I don't think JC Horn is tradable from a standpoint that one, I don't think anybody's going to give him a second round pick, but two, I don't think the Panthers again, I, I, you know, we've, we've been, 
preaching the fact that we're concerned about his injuries. Like we're concerned about his injury, injury history. Is he injury prone? It's too early to tell. I think because of how early it is, that there's no way that you turn around and trade him after less than three years in the league. I mean, if he is an elite cornerback and the only issue that he has is getting healthy, why not find the right workout regimen, find the right things to do to keep him healthy and get him get him ready to play a full 17 games? But but you're hyping him up right now, and you don't think you can get a second-round pick out I of him? I didn't hype him up. If, if you heard me, I said— You're hyping him up. Who's, you're who like, said I'm hyping him up? Horn's, horn, horn's only in his third year. He has high upside. He could be in elite corner. That's no, that's not what I said. If he is to be in elite corner, and the Panthers believe that, and the only concern is that is that he can't stay healthy. That was what I said. I never called him an elite corner. I, a matter of fact, if you remember, the first thing I said was, I don't think you can argue that he's one of the best corners in the NFL because it's too early. How is that hyping him up? I think he's on the left. I think he's like either on the level. Or right, right, right below Sertan in Denver. So, listen, I, I I don't know how to respond to that, man. I, <laughs> again, you cannot, you can't. First of all, you cannot put him on that pedestal of being an elite corner when you've only played one full season in two years in the NFL. You can't. You just. I'm just can't. saying, talent wise. Sure, talent wise is fine, but again, that talent has to go with health. And so if the Panthers are if the Panthers come to the realization, you know what, this guy's never going to get healthy. We're not going to be able to keep him on the field. Let's cut ties. Fine. But if the Panthers believe that there's something in the water that he's drinking, maybe he's not eating properly. Maybe he's maybe he's not drinking enough milk to strengthen up his bones. Maybe we got to get, get him get him some calcium in him. Like, let's get JC Horn ready to play a full 17 game schedule. And let's prove why, you know, prove the reason why we drafted him in the top 10 uh, of the 2020 draft uh, or the 2021 draft so that there's no reason to try to trade him. Because I'm telling you right now, whether or not he is at that talent level that you're you're that you are hyping him up to be, if you can't play a full full season in the NFL, nobody's going to give up less than what Okuda got or more than what Okuda what Okuda got. Um you know, from Atlanta. So listen, I think we both can agree that JC Horn's injuries are a, a reason to be concerned. But I think our biggest difference is the fact that I think that it's a little too early to talk about cutting ties and 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 cutting the relation and ending the relationship and and being ready to move on because it's been less than three years. Whereas you say, listen, if he's not healthy and October rolls around, he's still not producing, cut ties. Would that would that be accurate? That'd be accurate. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the relationship scenario because I guess if, you know, you had a woman, you'd like ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm more the, hey, if this ain't working and I can see that, hey, let's, uh, let, let's, let's part ways while we can. Listen, relationships are hard, man. We can, I could do a whole podcast of, about relationships and how sometimes you just got to weather the storm. And then after the storm has been weathered and the house has been flattened by the tornado, you realize maybe I made the wrong decision by going in the cellar. Maybe we should have just gone across town. Uh, nevertheless, maybe, maybe the Panthers should have picked Micah Parsons. See how guy. we brought that full circle. I'm I am trying so hard not to say <laughs> dirty words on this show. I am trying. We are so a PG hard. show on the Keep Pound Podcast Network. 
if, if you say so, well, maybe we'll have to increase the uh, the rating of PG thirteen at some point. I don't know how. I don't know how that works in podcast world. Um, listen, to this I'm not sure if this is newsworthy, but I did kind of want to mention Brian Burns, star star linebacker, defensive end, changes his uniform number to zero to be the first Carolina Panther to utilize it. The NFL sort of you know laxed up on jersey rules as far as position players wearing certain number jerseys and. Brian Burrs has come out and said that he wanted to wear number zero because it's a new a new beginning for the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers. And since they sort of moved him to an outside linebacker in this new three four, uh, this new three four defense, he's allowed to wear that number zero. <sighs> Michael, I I have gone on my show tap outs and touchdowns, and I have been a very big advocate for jersey combinations, jersey numbers. I get on Madden, I draft my guys out of college. And when Madden defaults them to some weird number, I go back and give them their college number. That's just what I do. Is this, how do you feel about NFL players choosing these jersey numbers that are not traditional to what we've seen in years past? So we started seeing this trend a few years ago when they were like, okay, it doesn't matter your position. Like usually, you know, corners would be 20, 30, 40, linebackers would be 50, sometimes in the 40s, 90s. Defensive linemen, 70s, 90s, and that that's how everything would go. Receivers, either the teens or the 80s. Mm-hmm. But then once they changed it, I was like, ugh, I don't know if I want my outside linebacker or edge rusher wearing the number 11. It just looks weird. Or a number nine as a linebacker. I hate, seeing a white, I hate seeing a running back wearing it like a two-digit number that starts with a one. It's so frustrating in the NFL. It, 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 lo- it looks odd. Or eight Cordero and, Patterson's eighty four and he's playing running back. Come on, get him and, out of here. And especially like you know, you you grew up on Madden. If you're a football fan, like who who didn't? And you couldn't change to a certain number unless you're a position. So like when you'd create a player and you wanted a certain number, you'd have to be a certain position, and that's how you chose what kind of player you're going to be. With that said, I was very traditional mindset with the jersey numbers when this originally happened. I was very frustrated. But if you're going to allow that, why not allow the number zero? Like, it's 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 not a big deal. We see it in the NBA. Jason Tatum, Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you get those guys. Why not market this? Do you know how many Panther fans are going to go buy a Brian Burns number zero jersey, which creates more merch, more revenue for the Panther, for the organization, for the NFL as a whole, especially with it being the first ever number zero in the Carolina Panthers. And a lot of other fan bases will probably take advantage of this as well. I I think he's like the ninth. I think he's the 19th guy or the 17th guy in the NFL to go to the number zero. He's not the first. I mean, but listen, he's the first Panther. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If you're a Panther fan and you were able to buy the Brian Burns number zero jersey and wear that week one, you would cherish that jersey for years to come. That's a jersey you'd talk to your kids and grandkids about. Listen, if my dad were alive, he'd be he'd be he'd be living. He's he like he's he's one for tradition. He's one for everything that was fine 40 years ago. It's fine now. He's one of those. He would have been one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I care. Outside of the fact that, like, again, it's frustrating to watch a, a running back with a teen number jersey or an 80 number jersey. Um, I don't mind uh, the receivers wearing, you know, 
I guess whatever number, whether they want to wear single single digit jerseys or whatever the case may be. The number zero is just going to take some getting used to. Whether whether it's Burns or anybody else who's taking the number zero, uh, the next thing you're going to be able to wear is is the double zero. That's going to be the next thing to do. I don't so, like the double zero. Yeah, listen, you 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 brought up some guys in the NBA. The first agent zero I remember hearing was Gilbert Arenas, and I'm not sure if that's a popular memory to have now. Um, but yeah, Gilbert Arenas was the original number zero that I can remember. I don't know if we have enough time to get into this topic, but let's touch touch on it briefly here. We've only got a couple more minutes here. Um, not necessarily Carolina Panthers related, but it could be. The Minnesota Vikings released Dalvin Cook uh, not too long ago. Uh, Dalvin Cook is coming off of a torn labrum surgery that he went on Adam Schefter's podcast and said that he feels great. He's ready to, he's ready to go. Um, he can get back to his Florida State days, the Florida State Dalvin Cook, that he's still got some, some, some energy left in the tank. Uh, we talked about it on the show when I when we had a very very uh, heated discussion about whether or not DeAndre Hopkins had a place in this locker room. Do you think Dalvin Cook would be a good fit for the Carolina Panthers? Considering uh, you just mentioned the running back from Appalachian State, they signed. They obviously went and signed um, Miles Sanders in the offseason. But do you think that Dalvin Cook would be a nice one-two punch with Miles Sanders in this offense? I think you could have that one-two punch and it'd be a good fit. Like, Sanders is good for Philadelphia. Cook, if you're not relying on him to be the number one guy and carry the rock 300 times a year, why not put him with Miles Sanders if you can't afford him and, you know, have Chuba? Like, talking about short yardage distance, boom, you just solved your issue right there with Dalvin Cook. Like, Chuba let him be a change of pace back. As much as I love Cameron Peoples, He's still got to fight his way onto the roster. Like, he's just getting an opportunity right now. And talk about somebody else from one of our colleges that, you know, has an injury history. As much as I'm rooting for people, he, uh, he, he's had some injuries throughout his college career. Yeah, if, if you have a guy like Dalvin Cook, and honestly, with Zeke on the free agent market, I mean, I was, I was, I was expecting Zeke to be signed here for the short yardage. But Dalvin Cook fits the bill just as well. And I don't I don't want this to be like, oh, you know, we need to make a splash and a big sign-in and whatever big name there is out there. But Carolina is in that position where they need a veteran star on this team to help these young guys cultivate a culture here. And Dalvin Cook could help with that. A guy like DeAndre Hopkins could help. Zeke Elliott could help establish this team for years to come listen i hate how much we're agreeing on this show um listen i think dalvin cook would be a huge addition i mean at one time carolina had jonathan stewart d'angelo williams jonathan stewart one of the co-hosts over on the believe in panthers podcast two arguably two of the best running backs in the league at, at their time um and uh they, they they were on the same roster i mean i think especially miles sanders doesn't have a great track record with injury history last year was his mm. best year in the nfl and I believe it was year four for him. Uh, if you remember correctly, he wasn't the starter coming out of Penn State. He was sitting behind Saquon Barkley on his way to the NFL and, and was able to do what he could uh, for, for Philadelphia. But I don't think it would hurt, to, especially when your concern is, well, how do we replace Christian McCaffrey? Well, I think Dalvin Cook and, and, and Miles Sanders would be a great uh, replacement for uh, for Christian McCaffrey. And I think they'd be able to carry the rock and – and get that running game 
Uh, give that running game some 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 fresh legs every single every single down, every single drive to to keep some of that pressure off of Bryce Young and mm-hmm. to open up the pass game. So I would love to see Dalvin Cook in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Michael, we are up against it. Tell the fans where they can find you. Well, you got our Instagram right up there. So I have a wrestling podcast as well as Ryan does at Drop the Mic Wrestling. That's the Instagram. Go follow it. We're going to be releasing an episode Wednesday, 2 p.m. I'm going to have Shan Smith on talking about Ryan's favorite guy, CM Punk, and AEW Collision's debut, AEW New Japan's Forbidden Door, and perhaps the greatest wrestling story of all time, The Bloodline, getting another level. And then I have a Friday sports talk show, Out of Pocket with Michael Davis, live Fridays at 4, WWBG 1470, as well as the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. That's why you should subscribe so you don't miss any of this content. But Ryan, tell them about your wrestling podcast. So listen, it's a wrestling podcast. It's a football podcast. It's whatever you want it to be podcast. Tap outs and touchdowns airs two episodes a week. Generally, a wrestling show airs early in the week. The football show later on in the week. Tap outs and touchdowns, man. At tap outs and TDs on Twitter. Facebook.com slash tap outs and touchdowns. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. We're also on YouTube. If you want to find the YouTube channel. Uh, but we're also, uh, like I said, anywhere you find, find podcasts, just... Go search, like, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen, and you can check us out. Michael, anything you got to say before we before we wind this down? Yeah, go watch some tap outs and touchdowns. There, Michael, there you go. That's your uh, music video for my your show. Now you can Michael. Clip that. Michael's full of energy here for the for the end of the show. Uh, for Michael Davis, it's Ryan Frick. This has been the Cat Cave. We'll see you next week over here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.